I created that spiritual planner and realized I have I have to give myself credit for what I'm going through right now in this moment. So friends welcome back to that's valid a podcast about travel wellness and lifestyle with a little bit of spice i have been in just a complete daze as i run around and try to get everything done before i head to california this weekend which if you're new here i actually live in bali um but i was born and raised in hawaii and so i've been visiting with some family and some friends for a bit and this is the longest I've stayed here actually which is super weird like don't get me wrong I love Hawaii I think it's beautiful I love the people I appreciate so much that I grew up here but it's just it's not my place and I know that like everyone kind of has their place I think where they thrive but yeah so I planned a little trip on the way back to Bali, where I get to camp in California with my best friend in the world who I traveled the world with on Semester at Sea. And I think that's, you know, something I've really been thinking of lately. It's kind of the downside of traveling is you can never really be around everyone that you want to be around all at once because everyone is all over the world, you know? So it's just, it's kind of, Like I have to really plan ahead and take the extra time to go see someone in some area. And then, you know, it's, it's constant chaos. That's what being a traveler is. Um, But sometimes, you know, I just, I really miss the people that know me on that deeper level that, you know, especially if they've traveled with you, there's, there's something about the people who, are able to talk about like travelers diarrhea so casually and the people who have slept in sketchy situations with you and you know who know how you are when things get tough or who can laugh with you when things get tough or when you get lost in japan shout out to sarah <laughs> travelers just bring something special to a friendship i swear i think it's just it makes it deeper quicker too but I absolutely cannot wait to be back where I know that I thrive most, which is in Bali. Uh, I don't know if you get like this too, where you just feel at your best in a certain place with certain people. I think I feel that way most when I'm in Bali because of the spiritual energy and everyone's kind of on this spiritual plane together and just trying to figure out life and it's a lot of like independent people who love adventure and nature and yoga or surfing whatever it may be so i tend to relate and kind of open my myself up a little bit more there which i didn't think was possible because i am a very open person i originally decided on bali as one of my first solo trips back when i was in a very toxic relationship but I volunteered there, spent time with people in my hostel, all different ages, personalities, and each kind of seeking the same kind of experience um, that I was, which was 
a lot of spirituality and helping others and learning more about this beautiful place that I've never been to before. So I kind of I kind of say that it was like taking the easy way out because the first time I visited actually wasn't really solo per se. I was like on this volunteer program where we were staying in this hostel that was attached to the program. But I did, I still ended up falling in love with the place. I went back years later with my boyfriend at the time and I found I loved who I was there. There's just, it's something special about it. And it's always interesting because it's kind of like I can travel around Bali and it'll be completely different in certain areas. Like still have that same essence, don't get me wrong, but it's just kind of cool to experience like this place that I know stuff about, but there's so much more. There's it, It's a very, very deep place. There's so much more to learn and so much more to grow from in this place. And that's kind of magical. There's also this really interesting thing that we call it the Bali bubble, <laughs> where you quickly kind of get to know people in your community. I mean, it depends on what part of Bali you're living in, but for the most part, I think this applies to most of Bali. But it's interesting because it's like, you quickly get to know these people, you quickly realize like who are the familiar faces, who are the people just visiting to travel and who are the people that are like living here. Um, the influencers, the coffee owners, you know, the real tea of Bali, if, if I may. <laughs> but there's, there's something deeper and more familial about the culture in a, in a lot of ways where the local people who live in Bali, they're all just very kind people, very spiritual people. It's beautiful to watch the ceremonies um, going on in Bali and in Indonesia in general, or even in Southeast Asia, because it's a lot of like Hinduism. And But Bali kind of takes its own stride on it, which is really cool to experience. And it could also be that, you know, maybe it reminds me a bit of Hawaii, but there's definitely just much more to explore in Bali, which I can appreciate and kind of keeps me excited in a lot of ways. But I'm going, I digress. So one of the things I wanted to bring up in this episode is that it's an incredibly weird and tough time right now. And I've been seeing more and more people kind of talk about this on their stories. A lot of influencers that I follow who really just never spoke out on these kinds of things. You know, they never really wanted to get in the middle of a lot of like um, controversial things, politics, religion, whatever it is. But I've been seeing more and more of them kind of speak out and just kind of say how burnt out they feel or anxious or depressed and I don't know, it made me kind of feel a little bit more normal because it was kind of validating for me personally. I think like it's because from the day to day, I don't really talk about like, oh, I feel really burnt out today because I just kind of feel like, oh, maybe they don't want to hear about that, you know? So seeing other people do it was just kind of incredibly validating. <laughs> you're listening to that's valid don't forget to follow me on social media at that's valid pod on instagram for more information on what i'm up to head to backpackingbee.com
We are in a freaking pandemic <laughs> or endemic, whatever you want to call it. But there's so much that is changing and yet the things that are hardest also stay the same. So what I mean by that, like some of you in America or around the world dealing with full-time work or school during all of this chaos, like I was dealing with school. And I feel like I was only like maybe part-time because I'm kind of done with my program, kind of, you know, toward the end of it. So I can only imagine what it's like dealing with like nine to five during this chaos or dealing with school and, you know, the school expecting you to be completely normal, like how it has been, which isn't quite fair, you know? So I think like whatever your situation looks like, I feel like we need to take the time to recognize that it's hard or recognize that it's hard and it fucking sucks. And someone asked me recently <clears throat> if I do a morning routine and I kind of got overwhelmed at first. My immediate response was, yes, I know. I usually post more on that. I usually feel more put together. I do tea, yeah, meditation, yoga, morning walks. Yeah, I know, I'm just not doing it right now. You know, almost like I got defensive about it at first. And I was like, she was just asking a question. Like, why did I feel like it had to automatically go there? So I took a step back and I related to kind of what I wrote about in my planner because I kind of refer to that like daily usually. So in this spiritual planner, I realized like, why do morning routines kind of like make me feel a little weird when I talk about them? Because I have people that ask me about my morning routine a lot, but I just, I never really know how to answer it. Or I tell them like, yeah, meditation, yoga, you know, like the usual in my sense. But I just, I feel weird about giving that as advice because everyone's different and we shouldn't attain to be a certain morning routine in order to get a certain level, you know? So it's complicated. But in the spiritual planner, I kind of talk about that. I touch on it. And I say, like, you kind of have to give yourself credit for what you're going through. And you kind of have to adjust your morning routine. It's not going to look the same way every single day. If it did, that would be insane. I kind of like, I'm like, you go. But also, I'm like, are you okay? Um, <laughs> because I think every morning is different. Every day is different, you know? Wherever you are in your journey at that moment is kind of what relates to the morning routine. So I created different morning routines for myself because I realized that I couldn't just be that one thing all the time. There's no way, it's not fair to myself. And if I can't get there, I'll probably feel incredibly down on myself. So if I have this one morning routine and I'm like, this is it, this is what I want to be every single day, you know, like this is me. And then a day hits when I feel incredibly anxious or I just, you know, I went through something incredibly hard. And I, I just, I can't do that morning routine that morning. I just, I can't do it then I kind of 
downward spiral from there because it's like negative self-talk like why didn't you do it why why couldn't you attain what you want to do and that's what i mean by being so hard on ourselves because like you know first off we're in a pandemic first off i'm traveling you know whatever your circumstances so you kind of have to like bring yourself back down to earth and say like hold on you're doing the best that you can with what you were given and what your circumstances and if you feel like you could try better then there's a nicer way to handle it but for now in this moment if you can't do that that's okay and that's completely valid validating my own experience is kind of what led me to go easier on myself and i realized it might help some of you out there struggling with the same thing so here's what you can try out come up with the ultimate morning routine what you want to be doing each morning because you know it helps you feel your best not really for the look or aesthetic though not because you saw it on pinterest but actually because it makes you feel good and you tried these things out. So for me, this is kind of what it looks like. I like to wake up and have no technology for at least an hour, maybe longer if I'm in Bali, to be honest, because I just kind of feel in my element there. I definitely light Palo Santo and incense. I kind of take my time doing that too. I just kind of like really slowly take everything in in the morning and move at a slower pace than what I'm used to, which is so not me when I'm traveling, by the way. I put on some yoga meditation music and I either start with yoga or meditation. Sometimes I like doing yoga and then going into Shavasana and meditating there in that pose, which is just laying down flat. So it really depends on the day and what my intention is and what my weekly goal is or whatever's going on in my head. Um, and then I kind of do a journal session with my morning tea or coffee. Right now I'm trying not to have as much coffee though. So <laughs> currently in the studio with a matcha. I sit in the sun if I can for a while. Um, sometimes I obviously can't do this though if it's like rainy or cloudy or whatever it is. And I just kind of set my intentions for the day. And then I do my affirmations which I kind of talk about on my Instagram a bit, but I can go into that in another episode. And then I take a shower and breakfast and that's my morning. So the point here though, is that not every day looks like this. Some days I feel are a bit chaotic. I try to still light incense or candles unless I'm traveling because obviously I can't do much about that. Um, I put in my headphones and meditate for 20 minutes, but some days it might be five minutes. And I listen to a podcast if I need something a little bit more attention capturing because as someone with anxiety, I tend to have like a, a short attention span sometimes or like all of my thoughts kind of rush into my head. So I just kind of have to be aware of how I feel that day and where I'm at and what's, you know, what's possible and probable also and no matter what I try to spend time in the sun in places where I can't I try to mimic the situation as much as I can so having a lamp on me and playing nature sounds and stretching um, sometimes I break my technology rule 
and I just lay in bed for a while longer because maybe that day I just really need to rest and I'm finding it really hard to relax. But the point is, is that I come up with these different morning routines so that I can be like, okay, today I don't feel like that first one. I kind of feel like I'm leaning more towards the second one and that's okay because I still incorporate the things that I love and that's what matters. And the point is that, you know, even on off days, it's about the effort you make to do the things that make you happy and smile. Like the point here is, I keep saying point, but the whole idea here is that even if you're having an off day, everything doesn't go out the window. It doesn't have to. I think it's so easy with mental health and everything going on. It's like, okay, today it's raining outside, so everything's out the window. I'm not doing anything. And then you kind of just don't feel good though about yourself or you're really down on yourself. Or when you get asked, oh, what did you do yesterday? The next day, you kind of are down on yourself. You're like, oh, I didn't do much, you know, like just sat there. At least you were productive. You know, like I've heard this kind of stuff before. And I just think like there's a better way to talk about yourself. And if you don't feel like you can talk better about yourself, then kind of acknowledge like, okay, some things maybe need to change. Like if I just feel really down, what's the one thing that I can incorporate into the routine then that is doable for myself? I think so often routines from what I see on TikTok and Instagram and everything, it's so often about becoming better, quote unquote, or getting to this goal because it can be hard to do that daily. So like there's always something to aspire to or there's always something that you need to be doing or, you know, to be that girl, you should do this, you know, emphasis on should. I don't really understand that. Um, when in reality, like everyone's different. Everyone has their own kind of routine and it shouldn't always be about becoming better or getting to this goal because you should also, I think it's also really important to acknowledge who you are in this moment and be really grateful for who you are right now. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Valid. Stay tuned for next week's, next week's episode. <laughs> Thank you friends for listening to this episode of That's Valid. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I talk about spirituality and what it means to me.